The thing which really helped get me back on track was taking an extended break from trying to conceive a child. We knew a counsellor and it was through my sessions with her where I just unloaded so much baggage, worked out what was going on for me and developed a lot more peace and a lot more um, positivity. I think at the end of the day what really got me through the journey was the the support I met online. You didn't have to be so guarded with how you were feeling. You could just be. Those people that you can say, don't do this, I don't want that, I'd like this, those people that you can say those things to that accept that, they're the ones that you tell. Dark is the night I can weather the storm Hello, I'm Emma Ossian. Couples cope with infertility in all sorts of ways, drawing strength from a huge range of sources depending on their own individual experiences and needs. In my own case, I was willing to try most things. I'm open to alternative medicines and therapies. I saw an acupuncturist and boiled up awful-tasting Chinese herbs. I also saw a naturopath and for a while a hypnotherapist as well as talking to a counsellor and a psychologist at different stages, especially after our pregnancy losses. It's hard to measure how much each of those things helped me, but I do believe that acupuncture and taking natural supplements did at the very least ground me and help me feel better. And talking to professionals about the emotions I was going through also helped me regroup and keep moving forward. I was very lucky to also have the support of a very loving family and a few close friends who I could confide in. I also found a surprising amount of solace in an online infertility pregnancy forum. It was a relief and very comforting to chat with other women going through exactly the same set of complex emotions and experiences as I was. It was a place where I could safely vent even my darkest emotions to caring and empathetic women, and I still chat with some of them today. In the end, though, the thing which really helped get me back on track, emotionally and physically, after hitting a low point, was taking an extended break from trying to conceive a child. I have to admit, it wasn't a break I went into willingly. Rather, it was forced upon us when I confronted a serious health issue. We were preparing to start another IVF cycle when I noticed that no matter how much I indulged my sweet tooth, I was steadily losing weight. At first I didn't think much of it and enjoyed for the first time ever being able to eat whatever I wanted without gaining weight. But after a few more weeks I noticed that my heart felt like it was racing all the time. I found it hard to concentrate and often felt weak and started to get tremors and shakes in my legs and hands. I found it increasingly difficult to sleep and became so thin that people started to comment. I went to a number of doctors before one finally diagnosed me as having an autoimmune condition known as Graves' disease. I was in an extreme episode of the disease. My own immune system was basically attacking my thyroid gland stimulating it to produce an excess amount of thyroid hormone which controls the body's metabolism. I was basically in a constant state of overdrive. I was put on medication and referred to an endocrinologist. 
She explained that we would need to stop trying for a baby until my thyroid levels were back under control and stayed steady within a very precise range for several months. Otherwise, the risk of miscarriage would be too high. It felt like terrible news. At that point, my whole focus in life was geared around trying to have a baby, and it was hard to imagine simply putting that on hold. After a while, though, we began to see that my diagnosis had a silver lining. It actually came to feel like a relief that we weren't allowed, for official medical reasons, to try and have a baby. As much as we'd tried to impose self-enforced timeouts before, they never really worked. Now we had a legitimate out. At a time when our life had become defined by trying to have a baby and we really needed a break. It ended up being a year before we could try to conceive a child again. And during that time, our life gradually started to feel more balanced. We resumed sports and activities we loved, travelled more and lost ourselves in the beauty of nature again. I also took a very special holiday with my mum to Tonga where we went swimming with humpback whales. More than once, mum and I swam with a very trusting mother whale and her two-week-old calf. It was spellbinding to watch their graceful underwater movements and it was immensely moving to witness that mother gently caress her calf with her fins. Our boat always stayed still and at a safe distance, but the whales chose to swim very close to us. The calf was as playful and inquisitive as a human child. During our final swim with them, the pair hung just below the surface with their eyes closed, having a nap right next to us. It was a moment I will never forget, just us and them, drifting peacefully in the middle of the ocean. It was a spiritual and a healing experience, and I really hoped that mother whale could bring some baby magic into my life. When I arrived back home, I was given the medical all clear to start trying for a baby again, and I felt calmer than I had done in a long time. I'm Emma Siossian, and today we're looking at how women who face a long struggle with infertility find the strength to keep going and the avenues of support and experiences which worked and kept them physically, and more importantly, mentally, on track. For Sarah Chapman, the lowest point in her journey proved to be a positive turning point emotionally. After years of trying for a child and IVF, Sarah became very depressed and she and her husband decided to leave their Canberra home to escape the pressures of everyday life and Sarah's job and packed up their house to go and live on the Victorian coast for a few months. Sarah says it was then that she found new avenues of support and counselling which helped her turn things around. While we were down there, we reached out to some other people and that was while it was the lowest point, it's normally the lowest point means that things start to turn upwards and that's where we, we've started to find a lot more um, support and understanding of what we were going through and this wasn't going to be easy and it was going to take a lot more in terms of emotional depth and we were going to have to just get on with life with infertility. 
and deal with the issues and know that there was a possibility we weren't going to have a family, but that wasn't a possibility for us. We were going to have a family. We just needed to discover the way we were going to do it. The turning point for me was when we went to live at the beach. We knew a counsellor in Beaconsfield, which was three hours' drive away, and we would go once a week. We would drive three hours to visit Linda out of Beaconsfield, and we would have an hour-long session with her, and it was through my sessions with her over about a two- to three-month period where I just unloaded so much baggage, worked out what was going on for me and developed a lot more peace and a lot more um, positivity towards the fact that I was going to learn something from this journey. It didn't matter what the outcome was going to be. I knew what I wanted the outcome was going to what, what I wanted the outcome to be, but I was going to learn from this and it was going to make me a stronger person, a better person and it made me probably appreciate my life so much more and yeah she was completely pivotal in that and just helping me unwind all these other issues and just get down to the simple fact that I needed to find a reason for it and I was able to and I, it's it's been an awesome life lesson I wouldn't wish this journey on anybody but this is the journey I've been on and I learnt so much from it it's made me a stronger and happier person today whether I would have had children or not Nicole Shedden says her husband and family provided her with great support, but she found perhaps her greatest strength online in a pregnancy and infertility forum where she could chat with others going through the same experiences she was. Other than my family, who were definitely amazing, my mum and dad were extremely supportive. My husband is a very relaxed type of fellow, so he, you know, he kept me grounded a lot of the way as well. But I think at the end of the day, what really got me through... The journey was the the support I met online. I was just online one night. I, I found a website. A lot of women were, were chatting on there about the treatment that they were going through or the infertility issues that they were having. And the support that you could you could have in that open forum was to even to this day was amazing. I think. 100% that is definitely what got me through. I've met a couple of these women, you know, in in life now and, you know, still chatting with quite a few on, on you know, on your Facebook page. Um, but most definitely the, the biggest support I ever had was definitely online, which is quite remarkable when you think about it. You know, these people you don't know from, from Adam. You wouldn't have a, a clue who they are in, in real life. But yet when you came together and you had an opportunity to voice yourself and you didn't have to be so guarded with how you were feeling, you could just be. You could just let it out. Louise Harper says for her the most supportive thing was having a few close friends and family she could confide in, people who would listen to her without judgment and most importantly, without trying to offer advice. We went through the extremes where we told nobody and then we told everybody and there's somewhere in the middle that's the right thing. And so that was, um, you know, I told my mum and I think I told my sister and I had a close girlfriend and that was all that we told. Um, you know, if you tell nobody, it's a pretty lonely ride. And if you tell everybody, they're at you. Did it work? Are you pregnant? What's next? And you just need another holiday. <laughs> it's like, oh, goodness. Um, so those people that you can say, don't do this, I don't want that, I'd like this, those people that you can say those things to, that accept that, they're the ones that you tell. 
Join me next time when we share the joy and wonder when Louise Harper, Nicole Shedden, Sarah Chapman and I finally make it and celebrate not only a positive pregnancy test but also a healthy pregnancy and move ever closer to actually holding our own baby. Thank you.